All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, you know, B. Vaughn. And today we have my man, Jay West. <laughs> What's good, brother? What's good, man? How you man, doing? Man, I'm good. How about you? I'm doing great, man. That's it's right, man. Been, it's been a fun day so far. It's been a fun day. I know. <laughs> I heard. Like, so, Okay, so what you been getting into so far? Oh, man, just a lot of studio work, uh, mm. engineering different stuff i'm producing a lot over at a uh, bandwidth studio so uh, is that where you were today uh no that wasn't uh where i was at today where i was at today is actually like an undisclosed location it's uh, just they kind of secret yeah they secret put everything stuff. together and mm -hmm. just tell us where to go i'm like all right let's make it happen so that's what's up yeah so if you wouldn't mind just take a moment introduce yourself to the world and let them know who Jay West really is. Most definitely. How are you guys? I know you can't answer, but I thought it was polite to ask. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Jay West. Um, I'm from Southwest Atlanta. Uh, grew up in Atlanta. Uh, my dad's pastor. Uh, grew up in church, you know, so I definitely got a strong foundation, especially um, in music. Um, started off playing the drums when I was like three and just Music has been a passion ever since, so I started learning different instruments and things like that. And uh, yeah, so now it's it's grown, and I decided to make a career out of it. And so now I'm pursuing a career as an artist and producer, and you know, like really trying to find my way, figure out the mm. business as I go. So it's been it's been a fairly short journey, but it feels longer than it actually has been. <laughs> <laughs> so we say short journey. Like, so when did you actually? go full-fledged into into music i would say i went full-fledged like college like when i decided to okay. to go to college oh what was that 2017 maybe like into 2016 2017 um i went to aiu uh for my bachelor's in audio mm -hmm. engineering and sound design and um it was you know it was a big deal it was a big investment yeah. so it was uh yeah especially aiu <laughs> yeah Man. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that was when I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, like, I'm really going to do it. I'm going to yeah. put my all into it. So, but, you know, like I said, I had been playing instruments mm -hmm. and whatnot all the way leading up to. So, you know, it just kind of felt like the right move to make. felt like where I was supposed to go. Mm. Okay, that's what's up, man. You know, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> I think this is episode number, actually, this is episode number 20 that is being recorded today, which is so crazy. So probably out of the 20 episodes that I've recorded so far, I think 19 of them started in church. Wow. <laughs> I can't you know, like, I always find a super amazing, because I tell everybody, oh, I didn't start in the church. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't even get to know who the Lord was until like years, and I was like wow. 24, 25, something like that. So everybody's like, yeah, I started in the church and I was three playing the drums, right. like playing the piano, <laughs> singing in the choir. I was like, you yeah, that's man. not my back. Wow. It's just crazy. That's that's one of the best places to get your feet, but mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like just presenting your talent, presenting mm -hmm. yourself and who you are, who you want to be. It's, you know, you find a good Bible-based church and that's, mm -hmm. that's the place to be, man. Like, I, mean, I mean, literally, we are like in the Bible belt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of find it. I mean, you're going to kind of get that. that everybody yeah. who comes on is like, yeah, I kind of grew up in the church. Right. And I got my start in the church. You, most most of the people that you kind of listen to growing up as far as just artists 
and the mainstream music industry got their start in the church. Like Casey and JoJo. You know, like when you think about Jodeci, they got their start in the church. Beyonce started in the church. Uh, you know, so although they kind of were raised in that type of environment, I just always find it interesting how yeah. people get started, you know, and it's just... I mean, honestly, I I recommend it, obviously. You know, I don't... It's just, a, it's a different vibe in church. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it instills a whole different set of values and then like a certain perspective that you know you get to look at yourself from a god's point of view Mm -hmm. you know and you know you feel like god loves you and that he's there for you so Mm -hmm. you can you can take on the world you know like they always say is hey take on the world (laughs) yeah that's right if god is for you who can stand against you that's right if this is where i feel like i'm supposed to go if it be in his will like i'm gonna make it so i'm i'm willing to risk it all like i got on my side so i'm not too scared to make those big risks Mm-hmm. As a lot of people would call it, yeah. That's what's up, man. So, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when I saw you perform at the music room, mm-hmm. I think you said that was your first time performing. Yeah. yeah, that was my very first time performing, period. Wow. Um, I was, man, that was such a crazy experience. Um, yeah, we had one rehearsal the day before, and, and so, like, the band hadn't really heard my music, like, mm. so they didn't really know anything, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you listen to my music, like, you'll know, it's very musical, like, okay. you know, it's got a lot of instrumentation here and there, and, like, nuances and stuff like that, and I'm also, I'm a Virgo, so I'm sort of a Hey! <laughs> hey that's what I'm saying. Virgo. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm sort right. of a perfectionist to an yeah, extent, yeah, yeah. and, yeah. yeah, man, just trying to, like, not micromanage the whole band because <laughs> I play all the instruments as well and so like I play them so oh, I'm like man. I'm wanting people to like play exactly what I'm playing but I'm like it's okay yeah let them do their thing as long mm-hmm. as they get the majority of it like as long as they get the big hits and da 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 but that I learned so much from that one mm. experience man for one I've got my own set band now <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. uh, yeah like, like yeah me and my crew we are cultivating uh, different types of shows for different types of environments mm-hmm. and just you know like really locking it down making sure that everything runs tight uh, got the equipment and m- me personally like the performance aspect mm-hmm. of things because I had never really been up in front of the crowd as mm-hmm. like the front man like you know I've, I've been on instruments I've played on big stages and whatnot um, behind an instrument but being in the forefront that's, that's a, a whole new beast. <laughs> different beast right, right there. I learned a lot about like crowd control. Mm. Like that was the main thing. Like even when it, even though it was my first performance, you know, I, I already kinda knew from growing up in church mm. that you want to engage the crowd. So mm-hmm. I tried, I went for it. Um and it, it worked. Like I got a great crowd response, but you know, I definitely took notes, especially watching the video and like went home. It went back to the you oh, know printing. That's lovely that you actually went back and you studied to see what you could improve on and then to take those things to make your performance better next time. Man, I wish more people did that. I mean, how else do you get better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm very introspective naturally though. Mm-hmm. Like like even especially in my music, like you'll hear a lot of what I talk about is really like what's going on internally or like mm-hmm. things that I've experienced or that I've seen in, in like kind of my perspective on it mm-hmm. just mainly because I feel like you can learn something from anything like literally anything mm-hmm. and you know I like to connect dots and things like that and I guess that's kind of why words and rhymes kind of come to me like that but yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's what's up so 
how did you mentally prepare yourself to even step on that stage for your very first performance? I panicked. <laughs> I just, I panicked a lot and I rehearsed my lines to no end. And like, you know, I, I wrote the music, I know it, but I'm just like, for some reason, like when you're about to get on that stage mm -hmm. and like, you know that there's going to be other people watching, mm -hmm. it's a different feeling. Like you just, I was nervous. I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. No, I don't got this. I'm going back. <laughs> let me listen to the song a couple hundred more times. Say my lines again. As a matter of fact, let me write it out again. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. So, I panicked a couple times, but yeah. it worked out. <laughs> yeah, because you got up there. You got up there and you killed it. I was super impressed. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that dude. For you to be your first performance, he killed it. For real. Thank so, if you're ever in the Atlanta area and you want to see a dope performance by my man Jay West, I know he. you can find him at the Music Room. He puts on a really, really good performance. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'll be posting a lot of my um my upcoming shows and um releases as well. Cause right now, actually, um, I just released my first single um on all major streaming platforms. That's what's up. Uh, and ironically, it's called single. So <laughs> that was not planned, but yeah, it ended up being my first single. So I just released that actually on my birthday on September 9th. Hey, look at um, that. Yeah, but um on my Instagram, which is j.wes official um i'll be posting all of like my upcoming shows and all the next mm -hmm. releases and everything and like yeah just a lot of new promotional content and whatnot mm -hmm. that i'm working on so that's what's up yeah stay tuned for that stay tuned <laughs> so when can we expect a full-fledged ep slash album next year next year yeah next year i'm not exactly sure if i'm gonna go for the first or second quarter but next year for okay. sure yeah. yeah me and my crew are actually in the process of establishing a college tour and whatnot so you know you know and that's that's a really good idea college tour is a, a really work. good idea but it's a lot of work <laughs> but that is a really really good idea because that is a a market that most people don't don't go to they don't go to the college scene and they can kind of build up your fan base from the very very beginning so i know when i released my overdose album Make sure you check it out, Overdose, all streaming platforms, right? But when I released it, I hit up almost every college radio station that existed. And I sent them a message with a single to even see if they would play it on there. On their radio. And it did. It got radio play on a lot of college radio stations, but most people don't, don't think about that. They don't tap into that. Yeah, it's, you know, I got a, I got a real small crew. I mean, that's always been me. I've always been kind of, mm -hmm. you know, I keep my friends very close. And I don't know, like like I said, I'm sort of introspective, mm -hmm. but I guess that can make me a little, uh, not antisocial, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of introverted to an extent. Somewhat. Yeah, like I'm, an, a little bit. I'm an introvert with extroverted tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, cause I, I do like people mm -hmm. and like, I, you know, I'm okay with talking with people and things like that. But when I need to recharge, I'm like, okay, I just need yeah. to go by myself. Like when I'm working, I prefer to be by myself by in yourself. the studio and I can just, Me too. Yeah. So that, you know, I'm not boring everybody playing the same snare for like an hour, tweaking it and whatnot. Just, so yeah. Was, yeah, me too. I don't, I don't know how people do it. That's just me. I, I guess that maybe that must be the Virgo type thing yeah i don't know if any other virgos out there can relate especially the september virgos like that very first yeah. week of september virgos we kind of have that very introspective 
mindset and even to the point where because i'm the same way when i'm in the studio making music it can nobody be in there no one and it's like because i know i'm going to be listening to the same sounds over and over again and it becomes a little monotonous and tedious at right. times and so plus i just like the solitude when i'm creating the music right plus i don't want nobody in there when i'm <laughs> when I <screw laughs> like screw i'm like screwing up oh man and i'm like man what's plus i talk to myself a lot <laughs> When I'm in the, when uh, I, I when I'm, in the scene, I'm like, I do. Man, why won't this get the way it's supposed to sound? Like, I already know how to play keys anyway, but what? At it, least it just becomes a crazy. At thing. least yours, yours. It seems like you're more so talking like at the stuff. I actually talk to myself sometimes. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what were you thinking? Like, I do that. You had like 20 sounds over here, and they're all different versions of the same sound. What What were you trying mm -hmm. to do originally? Like, what were you going for? Mm -hmm. You're dumb. Like, I ended up talking to Just joining on myself. I right. That. <laughs> yes, yes. So let me ask you, where are you originally from? Yeah, I'm from Atlanta. From Atlanta. Yeah. Born and raised in Atlanta. Um, started off on the southwest side. I ended up going to um, high school over at uh, South Cobb. Mm. So, you know. You know, you know why I asked that? Why is it? Because you used the word joining. Oh. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not really an Atlanta word. Really? From, yeah. Well, okay, so for all the anti-aliens, I think that's how it's from that, right? I'm not an Atlanta native. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you welcoming the brother and his family. But I'm really from the DMV. And so that's kind of where we use Jonan a lot. Up in the that area, up in the, the Philly, Baltimore, you know, New Jersey, New York kind of. Man, that's yeah. crazy. Like, literally, everybody was like... Uh, it was either you getting flamed, roasted, or jumped. Right. <laughs> One of the three. One of the three. <laughs> so what were some of the biggest challenges that you kind of faced early in your career just getting into this whole music industry? Um, I guess first and foremost, it would be literally being able to be confident that I wasn't making a dumb decision. <laughs> Like, cause you know, especially when you're taking a big risk or you're making a big move, something that, you know, could potentially, you know, alter the course mm -hmm. of your entire life if you waste too much time on it or whatnot. The people, especially the people that care about you the most and love you the mm -hmm. most, like parents and family and, you know, close, close friends mm -hmm. might be the first that are, you know, they're trying to look out for you, but they'll probably be the first to be like, look, you need to get real. Like, you need to get a real job. Mm -hmm. You need to do such and such and such. Mm -hmm. But it's only because that's, you know, and I understand they're looking out for me, but that's just what's been proven. And, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there are other methods that have been proven, but I'm kind of going down an unbeaten path. Yeah. And so, you know, anytime that you're kind of wandering off in the woods, you have, you increase your chances of getting lost. Mm -hmm. And I know they're just trying to, you know, look out for me, make sure that I stay on track and I don't get too lost or too far off and so I guess the hardest part was kind of gaining the confidence and overcoming a lot of the concern that was coming my way yeah that, that's a big that can take a big blow to somebody's career yeah is that is that confidence and they feel like man I don't know if I'm really good right. at doing what I really want to get into you know what do other people say what did my family say? And it can be devastating. Like when like your kids laugh at you or your parents laugh at you or f close friends, they laugh. So I always tell the story that 
when I first got into making music, I had a friend of mine. <laughs> and a friend of mine, he was like, yeah, come over. I want to hear some of your beats. Cool. I went over and played some of the beats. Man, he laughed the entire time. The entire <laughs> time. Yeah, I'm talking about you. I'm not going to name your name, but you know, laughed the entire time. And I was like, and I, this was a dude I looked up to because this dude was friggin' retarded when it came to, I don't really want to use the word retarded. You know what I'm saying. He was crazy. <laughs> oh, God. Politically correct. Crazy. I'm just saying, you know, when it came to, to, to <laughs> <laughs> crazy when it came to music, right? Like, it was just crazy. And he laughed the entire time. I was like, oh, man. You know how I felt when I left? I was like, oh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to sell everything. I'm going to quit. Oh, and I didn't. Because I took it as a learning experience to say, why was he really laughing? Yeah, what did, can he, I, did he tell you? Did yeah, he did tell me. Yeah, he, he, he did tell me. Like, we had a conversation about what I could do to improve. And that is why I still stuck with it. But, man... The world is cruel and oh, harsh. Man. So I went to the studio this one time, and I, I guess I try not to say any names either, but I went to the studio this one time, and, you know, there was a couple, couple of big names there. And I was excited, and, like, so I got there at first, and, you know, it was one of my first few times being in, like, a studio setting mm -hmm. where there's multiple producers. And so, you know, I still wasn't completely familiar with the whole hot seat culture where you know like there's one producer everybody else is kind of doing their own thing like you can listen or whatnot but mm -hmm. you don't really interfere with whatever the person right. in the chair is doing and so um but i mean that's kind of beside the point i brought in my cello and so you know i came in and i was like i thought that they'd be like like oh yeah like mm -hmm. this is we can create a new sound do such a da da but I brought in my cello and they literally laughed me out of this. Literally laughed me out of the studio. Like I walked in and they were like, "Can can I?" They were like, yeah, they were like, mm, "You doing it here with this with a oversized violin looking at?" And I'm like, "Oh man!" Like I got clowned on. Literally, like <laughs> laughed out the studio. So it was that was a little rough. I learned very quickly. Like sometimes less is more. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't want to give everybody everything that you can mm -hmm. do all at the same time. Like you just kind of. Drop a little nuggets here and there. Oh, yeah, I'll also do this. I mean, if you need something, I can put some live drums. Oh, no, you need violin? I got you. That's ideal, you know, instead of just come in, yeah, I got the violin and the drums in the car. And the da -da -da -da. Like, people be like, dude, what you doing? <laughs> hey, now that I know that, I don't know if I knew that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I, I definitely got to show you some of the unreleased music from, from mm -hmm. the album. Um, one of the most consistent uh things throughout the entire album is this uh theme of classical elements like and so i played all the strings live like i mean wow. i played all the instruments live like all the keys um a lot of the drums and whatnot like mm -hmm. some of it was programmed like i programmed it all produced it all but like the majority of the live instrumentation that you hear like i actually played it and recorded wow. it and everything and mixed it mastered it and put it together i guess that would probably be the second hardest thing that i had to learn to do mm -hmm. um in this music journey is literally just learning how to put the parts and pieces that I had, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, learning how to play all these different instruments and then the sort of the basic music theory that I had behind it. But putting that all together to like create something that's not too complicated, mm -hmm. you know, not to where it's going to go over people's head or it's just too much happening at one time, like, but really learning the art and technique behind 
simplicity, but also making it complex enough to where it's still interesting to the people who are like crazy jazz yeah, yeah. and also it's not palatable for the people who are with like the basic trap, you know? Right. <laughs> like, but, yeah. No knock on trap. I do have my reservations about it, but... Mm. <laughs> talk, let's talk about it. Oh, man, you're going to get me oh, in yeah. trouble first, first time around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, how do I not say names? There is, like, a lot of sub-genres within mm-hmm. the hip-hop industry. and So, trap is one of the sub-genres, but then there's a lot of sub-genres I'm even just, under yeah. trap. And so... <sighs> There are certain types of music that I feel are less, uh, they're not as advanced as others. And so because, you know, I've been studying a lot of music and whatnot Mm -hmm. and listening to a lot of different types of music, like once I've heard like a little eight bar loop or whatnot, like sometimes I'll take a one eight bar loop, that is the song and they might take an instrument out here and there. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, that's the hook. That's it is. Bring everything back in. That's when it, you know, it's the climax of the song. I'm just like, this was boring. I got your entire mm. gist within the first thirty seconds. So why do I need the extra two or three minutes? You know, what I'm mm. saying? which I guess other people were feeling because if you notice, like a lot of the trap music now, it's like the songs are like two minutes long. Mm. You know, it's it's gotten a lot shorter from whereas the standard was what like thirty minutes, three minutes, thirty mm-hmm. seconds. Um, and and it's just getting shorter and more simplistic and simplistic. But... <laughs> You're right. Okay. <laughs> so I ended up watching this video. This kind of ties back into what you said. I ended up watching this video about where music, where trap music is going to be in like five to ten years. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yo, the video was... <laughs> so, so the guy from the video had the, the beat playing. He was like, Yeah, <laughs> That's basically what he it was is like. Now. Yo, that's it. We done. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that was the whole song. But in reality, when you really listen back to music now, that's literally kind of what it sounds sounds like. Yeah. Literally. And that's the music is going to get short. So the song was like ten seconds long. Oh. And they were like, yeah, that's it. That's a wrap. Just print it. Let's go. And the craziest thing though is that that's slick. What the industry is really catering to right mm-hmm. now, and I. In my personal opinion, I feel like in, in a lot of cases that's a perpetuation of like ignorance, mm. like and that that can be somewhat detrimental to the culture. But you know, like not everything has to be necessarily conscious or whatnot. Right. But you know, yeah, I know everybody wants some fun music here and now, like you know, just have some party music. But at least be saying something, you know, like not this, like literally every other song either sounds the same or they're saying the exact mm-hmm. same thing. And I'm just like, where is where's the diversity? Like, where's the mm-hmm. The artistry in this this sounds like it sounds like you were making music by numbers mm. you know like you were listening to what was high and right. numbers and stuff to sell in, and so you decided right. to make some more of that like mm. man i don't feel like that's genuine music but so do you feel that way because you are a multi-instrumentalist partially i i will concede to the fact that i'm probably more biased because i'm a bit more uh, inclined into a lot of different styles mm-hmm. of music. So, you know, I want to hear more. Like, right. uh, I know a lot of people, like, people tend to gravitate to what they're most familiar to, mm-hmm. you know? And so, That's like, true. what they hear on the radio most often is probably what they're going to want to hear more of, mm-hmm. you know, or something that they can sing along to and things like that, which is cool. I try and incorporate that in my music especially, but 
you know, after you've heard like like I just wouldn't see too many trap trap artists like straight trap artists that I would listen to an entire album like <laughs> you just <clears throat> no knock on trap artists I'm just saying right I kind of feel the same <laughs> it's and that's just a personal right it's just a personal preference thing right so it doesn't mean that I wouldn't love to still have an artist who does trap on the show, right? right. So we can still make that happen. I would also but, like to say, because I am knocking so hard on trap, I do actually enjoy <laughs> trap music. I do. A lot of my music has elements of trap in it. So, like, don't take this out of context, all right? Like, dude, one of the songs that I jam to, like, when I'm driving in this crazy Atlanta, tra oh, my gosh, crazy Atlanta traffic is the Bobby Schmurda remix that they did with Lucini. Oh man, I'm driving to that to and from work, but it's a straight trap beat. It has like one main instrument, some drums, so 808s, you know, some hi hat snare. Done. If and I'm that song, I'm jamming to like, yeah, like, cause it's a vibe, and there's, you right. know, there's a time and a place for everything. Sometimes that music is just straight up appropriate, you know, it's like club bangers and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, go for it. But other times, like, when you really want to, like, hear good music even mm. if you're not trying to get too deep in your feelings or whatnot but you just want like something that's interesting and something that's like provocative and keeps you moving like right now what's like everything is so provocative like they don't even there's no finesse in it anymore you know it's just like straight i'm gonna make her do that there's no like finesse there's no yeah. analogies metaphors and whatnot it's like it sounds it's very on the nose you know? very on the yeah that's right but you know, there's an album out now that I listened to, with um, from Boss from oh, Boss Dreamville. Yeah, oh my goodness, his his was the Milky Way. Is that the Milky Way album? Is that the latest? Yeah. Okay. I think that's the latest. <laughs> but it's pretty much almost all trap. But it's so dope. It's like musical yeah. elements all throughout. Right. But they took that trap feel and put the musical element to it, and it. It worked, let's say, like, well, T.I. T.I. does it amazingly. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, he's, like, the godfather of trap. But, like, that is trap music. Like, I do understand, like, some more simplistic forms of it. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, I, like, Travis Scott. Travis Scott has a lot of, like, trap-type mm -hmm. music. But he does it in a way to where it's new and it's refreshing. It's, like, it's very musical. It's, like, it's, it's next-level stuff. His production is incredible. And, like, even though he's not necessarily conscious, he's not always talking about, you know, things that are uh, <laughs> kind of <laughs> positively influence the culture. Mm. It's still amazing music, and I appreciate mm. it for that. Like, I appreciate him as an artist, you know, like, that kind of music. Mm. That's the way to go. Mm. So, okay, I'm, so I'm going to get your perspective on something. Because I had Truzy on the show, and I asked Truzy... Pretty much the same question. Do you think that the hip hop culture allowed this to, when I say this, I mean this era of music to go to where it is? You know, so let, let me go back before you answer that. So music, of course, naturally evolves. But do you think that based upon that question that we allowed it to evolve into something that it may not have evolved into? If we took care of it. I feel as if we perpetuated it. Mm. It was already going in its own direction. You know, like you, you can't really stop evolution. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it was already kind of evolving into something of its own. But, you know, we started, and I won't even say we, the industry began mm-hmm. to put certain things on the pedestal. And so, like, I, I, I'm i not necessarily conscious rap, rapper or anything like that, but I am conscious about, mm-hmm. you know, like, my my platform and, like, my effect that my platform has. Because music really does affect people. Oh, yeah. It affects people's mood. It affects, like, how they perceive or go through their day, you know, and, like, the, the what they want to do and the kind of stuff that they listen to, what they aspire to. I know, like, people like Jay-Z and even, like, Kanye and, and Eminem and whatnot, like, they influenced me as, as far as, like, both musically and, like, where I wanted to go in life, you know, and, like, kind of the stuff that I wanted to do, things that I paid attention to, what I wanted to make of myself. Um, and I just feel like a lot of artists definitely need to... Um, take responsibility for their platform, you know? And and I wouldn't say, like, everything, like I said, I, I still love the artists like Travis Scott yeah. or, like, Kanye. Yeah, they not necessarily conscious, but at least if you're going to do something, like, make it make it worth something, mm-hmm. like, make it something nice, like, something different. But, you know, um, I, I don't feel as if we necessarily just let it happen, but that is what it is now. And I know that we... Instead of worrying about like you know what has already happened, we can kind of shape what's gonna happen from here because yeah. that we do have control over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so you're saying that the industry kind of perpetuated this whole this whole thing when it comes to the direction and evolution of of music because you can kind of see today on social media that's kind of and not even just on social media, social media on the radio, on TV, music videos that. That is the type of music that makes that makes money. Yeah. That makes what people call hits and people gravitate toward it. And that's right. what they kind of want to make. Even if that's something that they themselves may not essentially feel is their best, but they mm-hmm. know it's it's money that's involved in it. Right. But God, I don't I feel so negative right now. I, I mean, it's just so many things that I've been like kind of looking at and just kind of mm. shaking my head at. Like, there's plenty of stuff in the industry that I'm like, I really, really love and that I'm like mm. aspiring to. Like, especially how Jay Z's moving in the whole deal that he he made with like Sprint and mm-hmm. whatnot. Like when he was releasing the four 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 album, like those kind of moves. That's business. See, that's the see, kind of stuff that that is a real money. That's a real money move. That's a real. What that is a did. real money move. What Beyonce did with the um with the Coachella performance, mm-hmm. where um she took less upfront pay, you know, like where somebody like Taylor Swift or whatnot might have been paid X amount of millions, mm-hmm. she was paid you know a lower amount of millions or whatnot, but then she got rights to her stuff, and then went and sold it back to Netflix and made more residuals like. Stuff like that is what I'm paying attention to, and I and I really do feel like that's the kind of stuff that really needs to spotlight. That's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that would be able to help kids like me, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> to like really build themselves in the culture and like pay attention to certain things, certain business plays, and like mm-hmm. actually become lucrative in their own right without having to rely on, you know, not knocking all labels because all labels aren't like that, but some labels that might end up screwing them over, mm-hmm. you know, or not even just labels, but people, people who are in the industry and like. You know, claim to know the business, which they very way, uh, very well may, mm-hmm. but they know it so well to the point to where they know, like, they can spot you. If you don't know it, they're going to take advantage of that. You know, yeah. and, and it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they should put stuff like what Jay, uh, you know, J. Cole or 
uh, Beyonce or, or, or uh, Jay-Z are doing, like, put that kind of stuff on a pedestal. Give that stuff the spotlight. Like, make that more visible for our mm-hmm. culture to see because that is the best way to become lucrative mm-hmm. and self-sufficient. Like, self-sufficiency is everything. And ownership is everything. So I, I, I just feel as if right now what the industry kind of puts on a pedestal is a lot of ignorant stuff. Like, I know me personally as a kid, I was looking up to a lot of the artists trying to figure out how they got to where they are. Mm -hmm. And the best that I could do at one point in time was listen to their music, listen to their lyrics. Like, what are they saying? What are they talking about? And if I know there's other kids who are still like that, who are doing that, listening to these artists trying to figure out how did you get to where you are? Oh, you was selling dope to get a bag? Oh, that's how you made it? That's okay. how you made it? Okay, that's let what me, I need to do. Let me see what I need to do. Exactly. Yeah. Who can I talk to? Where can I go to? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of stuff that they pay attention to. That's that's the people that they end up looking up to. That's the biggest influence, you know? Like, the biggest influences are the things that are around you the most. Like, your environment, the people that you mm-hmm. talk to, stuff like that, that affects you the most. And if what they're hearing 24-7 is, shoot, kill, Money, drugs, mm-hmm. females, Woo. cars. You got, you got yeah, cars, cars. right? You got like a club, yeah, club too. Stuff, which is cool. I feel like such a preacher right now. <laughs> oh, god. oh god! Well, no, but here's a, but here's the reality. Here's the reality. Music. There is music in a, a a space of music everywhere. Right. So all genres of music or subgenre they have their their place. And some of it's cool to talk about, you know, whether it's the trap, whether it is, you know, the boom bap, they all have, you know, the conscious rap, they all have their their place and their, I'll say, message that they are trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. So in and of itself, I mean, people gravitate towards the things that they that they kind of that they kind of like. I just remember even for myself growing up. We listened more to what they were saying in the music versus the music itself, right? Versus just the beat. I mean, we were, I mean, I grew up with Rakim, you know what I mean? So, like, oh man, you listen to what you listen to what Rakim was saying when he came out and he was on that mic, right? Today, most people not. I can't tell you what anybody's kind of saying on their albums today if it's not like a J. Cole or Kendrick or a Jay Z or. Actually, you know who I'm really impressed by? I gotta listen to him more. Who's it? The baby. Yeah, yeah, I was like, the baby came out. The, I, I, I was, was not like, expecting wait that. Wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. So I, was, I forgot what I heard. I heard um, it was something that I heard with the baby on it. I, there was one where he was talking about his dad or something I was like, like that. Yo, wait a minute. I'm like, he actually saying something like, "This is dope." I'm like, like "This is dope." Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I gotta go check out more. See, that's the thing too. Because I'm older. Most people are like you're old here because I grew up listening to music in the I'm 90s. I'm sure after this they're gonna say the same about me. I'm saying, but um, yeah, I was super impressed. I was like, okay, I was super impressed with him. I was super impressed with Joey Badass. I was super impressed just just from the fact that they are young guys mm-hmm. and they are killing it. Even Travis Scott. I watched the Travis Scott documentary on on Netflix. I look at Travis Scott completely different yeah. today. At first, I was like, "Man, this dude is just a regular old trap dude." No, this dude commands like crowds of people, yeah. and he has fans everywhere and in multiple countries that follow his music and his trends and the things that he's he's doing. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, he is he's a star. He is just like at the end of the day, he's like a modern day rock star. That's right, he a really modern is. day rock star. Yeah, he is. He's killing it. Yeah, yeah, I got major respect for him. Yeah, after watching that documentary, I had major respect for him too, and I was like, I kudos think, to you. I think for me, it was just after hearing a couple of his albums. Like mm-hmm. I heard one or two of his songs at first, and I was like, these are pretty dope, but I didn't really like look into them. Mm-hmm. But once I did, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I should have done this a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, what advice would you have for someone getting into this music industry? What would you tell them? Don't wait for anybody else. That that is one of the biggest things that held me back for a little bit is waiting for somebody to give me the okay or to sign off on what I wanted to do Mm. instead of me just kind of taking the reins and just saying, okay, I want to do this. Let me figure out how I'm going to do it. Like, let me find my own team of people. Like I don't, I don't need a label or I don't need to necessarily meet somebody big or who's already got it. Cause they not as hungry as you, if they Mm. already do have it. Like I've been in that situation a bunch of times. It's like being in a room with, you know, big names or like people that are successful in, in the thing that you want to do. And so, like, you know, you're trying to pick their brain and ask questions, but they're not on the same length as you. Like, mm. they're not going to want to always, you know, kind of go back or even take the time to help build somebody up. Sometimes they're in their own thing or they're trying to build their own thing. And so, like, they're not really as focused on what you got going on. So don't put all your eggs into, like, finding that person to open the door for you. Like, if need be, knock one down yourself or build one. Mm. simple as that build your own door it's not simple but <laughs> build your own door that's right yeah that's kind of the avenue that i'm going to because like if you if you look at the music trends right now you'll kind of notice you know like i was saying like a lot of the music especially in the hip-hop industry is getting a lot more simplistic and i'm going opposite direction like i'm putting all these different elements of like classical music mm-hmm. um, i've got this one song that um includes like a sitar and it's kind of got a middle eastern vibe going on like mixed with some r&b and like i'm just mixing different Mm -hmm. elements different vibes and trying to make it as big and theatrical as possible but like i said that's the opposite direction of where the industry is actually going right now but here's what so i had a conversation with smitty boy uh on his interview when he sat here a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and he said i have a feeling that that type of music is coming back he said it's cool to have the party music. He said, but that type of music is coming back, and he's glad that he stayed down making the the type of music that he makes, mm-hmm. the sample bass, boom bap, right. really just musical dope music. He said because when people come back to that, he's like, okay, here you go. Here's like a thousand songs. Let's go make some stuff. And it's like that's literally what it's coming back to. Music is is a very cyclical, cyclical process. Yeah. Right. And so it kind of starts here and then by the time it comes back around maybe seven to ten years later it's back to where it kind of started off again so 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 yeah stay down with making what you're making and uh definitely yeah yeah that's that's what's in me that's like i make music very much so based off of what i feel Mm. like that's why my music means so much to me because it's it's literally parts and pieces of my life like where i'm at at the time Mm -hmm. like the majority of my, like, all of my lyrics have realism to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really say things that I don't believe. There's, uh, I guess in the only song that I would say is, um, Pharaoh, which is the one that I was talking mm-hmm. about, has, like, a Middle Eastern vibe. Um, 
I was co-writing that with uh, another um, songwriter and whatnot. And uh, there's there's only one line in there that it's just something that I wouldn't say because I feel like it's really on the nose, you know. Like, but I left it in there because you know, like I was it was yeah, yeah, collaborative yeah. effort, and so I wasn't trying to override everything here. So, but yeah, that aside from that though, everything in my music is very it's very personal. It's very mm-hmm. real. It's like it's really what I think. It's really something that I've experienced, mm-hmm. or that I've seen, or something that I believe. So that's what's up. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to something you said in the, in your introduction. You said you went to AIU mm-hmm. for for music. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that having that background and for anyone that that should be something that people kind of gear themselves toward some type of education in music? Most definitely. Um, actually, the school that I went to for those who don't know is actually a film school. Mm. Um, so like we were studying things like. Foley and ADR and like I was getting more so the technical side of like sound dynamics and frequency and how it works and things like that and that's really the most important part like because music comes from your heart you know music is that's already in you if if you have music in you if you even want to pursue that it's already in you so nobody can really give that to you you know Um, you can learn the theory behind music and whatnot but it's one of those things just kind of like you know if you got it got it if you don't you don't like can't really necessarily teach someone to be creative mm. <laughs> you know to yeah, have that spark yeah yeah so i tell people even if they don't go to a university for their education i mean youtube provides great information in regards yeah, to music is. theory i mean there's a class right now on youtube music theory for music producers wow lynda.com that has my life in college, literally. If there was only maybe like two professors that I actually learned something from, if I'm being completely honest, the rest was just I went to Linda because I was working really hard while I was in college. Like I was, uh, in the, I was working like two jobs at the same time and in the studio by night. Like mm. so, it was very difficult for me to do like a ten page paper that was coming from like two different classes at once due to next week. Right. So it was hard for me to like find time to get the homework and stuff like that done. I I ended up not even finishing just because my my grades were so low. You know, wow. my test scores were off the charts, mm-hmm. but grades I just could not get. I couldn't get my homework done. I was getting to class late. Sometimes I'd be falling asleep because I would literally like I'd go straight from the studio to the, to the class or not even the class. Sometimes like I remember a bunch of times I would sleep in the parking lot in my car because mm. I'm like I only got maybe an hour and a half before class is supposed to start. Let me go, you know, like and I'm at the studio. So I'm like, let me go back and I just sleep in my car until it was time for class to start. But I'd be tired. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was difficult, but. Yeah, I guess to, to answer your question, um, I would definitely say if you're going to pursue music or whatnot, definitely get a deeper education because um, a formal education can make you a living, Like, but self-education is what's going to make your fortune. And that that's something that I truly, mm-hmm. firmly, firmly believe is like that, that. But that formal education will give you a head start. Right. Um, if nothing else, it'll get you a solid job, even working on something like, you know, Foley or ADR, mm-hmm. like, it's actually something I would love to get into is, like, Foley and ADR, which is kind of like the sound effects sound design movies. Sound yeah. effects on movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, 
I would uh, I would always encourage people to get a deeper education, a deeper understanding in something that they're interested in, especially if you're mm-hmm. looking to make it lucrative. Um, go that route That's if right. you can. But if not, don't let that stop you. Right. There's plenty of resources. You got a whole library in your hand, like pretty much twenty four seven. Like you can. So instead anything. of looking at Instagram and Twitter all day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or even if you are going to go to Instagram and Twitter, there's plenty because I've got a bunch of Instagram uh, pages that I follow, like uh, like music tips daily mm-hmm. or like logic pro tips, like, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. I've learned so much just from like I just open up Instagram. Oh, really? You're supposed to cut out whatever mm-hmm. this frequency is. And oh, that's the best way to add, you know, parallel compression on the vocal to make it mm-hmm. stand out. Oh, like mm-hmm. some of that stuff is from Instagram. <laughs> Like, yeah, use your resources. Just make sure that, you know, you're, what you pay attention to is typically what you tend to become. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. Good stuff, man. So tell everybody where they can find you once again. All right. So on Instagram, you can definitely find me at j.wesofficial. Um, yeah, my, my single is released. Um, it's called Single. So just look up j.wes single on any major streaming platform that's title Apple Music iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever. Um, yeah, always look up J.W.E.S. Make sure that it is W.E.S. is like the direction minus the T, okay? <laughs> yeah, if you if you go past the T, you've gone too far. Pull it back. You've gone too far. Well, brother, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Pleasure Great conversation, you. man. Yeah, Greatly good. appreciate it. Make sure you check out his music. Make sure if you're in the Atlanta area, and you get a chance to go to some of his shows, you won't be disappointed. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. What's yeah. up? Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Have a great, fantastic, amazing, wonderful, miraculous, beautiful. <laughs> Peace out. Love you.